Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro. Bringing you peace, love, and rock and roll, this is the Decibel Geek Podcast. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined as always by my good friend, my rock and roll brother, my podcasting co-host and cohort, Chris Sinzak. Many names. The man of a thousand names. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. How you doing? I'm doing really good. Good. It's always a good time when we get to talk about one of my favorite bands, and today we definitely are going to be talking about one of my all-time favorites. I'm I'm happy about that. Kind of surprising we haven't done an All Enough's Enough episode yet. Yeah, I figured over the years I kind of played enough of it for, you know, to kind of cover everything. But it's a special occasion this week because we got to meet up with Mr. Zenuff yeah. uh, last week, and uh, that'll be uh, tagged on to the end of this episode. We figured we'd kind of make a whole episode dedicated to the band. Right, yeah, because they've had so many albums over the years, so many great songs these guys have written, and Enough's Enough's still out there going strong in their, the way they are today. We saw them live. They were fantastic. Yeah. And uh, had a lot of fun talking to Chip, but he was a real busy guy that night, so we we didn't get like a whole big old album unleashed kind of thing or anything. We just had a a few moments with him, and he was super cool, so we're going to save that for the very end while we play some of our favorite Enough's Enough songs. Yeah, personal favorites of ours. To to try to really decide what the definitive top five are, who knows? This was so hard for me. This is probably the hardest assignment (laughs) that I've ever had to do on this show yeah and it, it's it's hard to narrow it down because there's a lot of great songs in their catalog but uh before we do that we got to get some business out of the way yeah we got to take care of the business so how do we do that we check out our reviews and we've got some great ones lately man you guys have been knocking them out of the park we love and appreciate it so much so let's start out with an itunes review i see them right there five of them yep they're stars i like that it's titled funny honest from the heart it comes to us from tom b And it goes a little something like this. These guys are part of my weekly routine. They connect with their listeners and they care. It's a mutual love of hard rock and metal. Subscribe today. Keep it going, guys. We definitely will. With reviews like that, how can we stop? Awesome review. That's perfect. Right to the point. And then we got another one here. This is a great big one. See, that one was small, concise, to the point. This one 
has got a little more to it. It comes to us from Jackie Tesla on Facebook. It's a five-star review. goes like this. I have been a listener for the past three years. If the rule is that podcasters can just sit around and talk about their love for a band or type of music until good stuff comes out by accident, Chris and Aaron are a huge exception to the rule. Damn them for always being knowledgeable and prepared. Damn them for turning me on to new music and songs I did not know existed when everyone knows that us children of the 80s have no reverence in a Miley Cyrus loving world. Boy, we don't, do we? <laughs> yeah, I hope I misspelled her stupid name, too. I think you did. Yeah, she did. Or he. <laughs> um, I don't know if Jackie's a he or a she. I don't know, but I bet you they're a Tesla fan. Yeah, I think so. They go on to say, I have learned more from these two regular guys in the course of a single episode that I have been able to gather from years of following Eddie Trunk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's high praise. They have depth and a professional delivery to match. If you're looking for a bandwagon of movers and shakers to join, jump onto this train. Don't be fooled by its plain brown wrapper. This stuff is the chronic for people with hairspray in their blood and a hatred in their hearts for corporate radio. Very well said. That's a hell of a review right there. That's a great review. Thanks, Mom, for writing that review. Yeah. I appreciate it. Your mom writes the best reviews. She's awesome. And a huge Tesla fan. Yes. <laughs> it's all about what you give. Good stuff right there. People, you're helping us out. We appreciate it a lot. Keep hitting us up with those Facebook and iTunes reviews. We love to read them on the show. We love to get the feedback. You know, we we you guys help us make this show what it is. So it's through reviews like that to tell us we're doing all right. Yes, and our other favorite people this week are the Geeks of the Week. These are the people that share it on Facebook or retweet it on Twitter. More people with a hatred of corporate radio. Yes, last week's Radio Sucks Radio Show, Volume 32. A lot of good feedback on that one. That was fun. Geeks of the Week this week are Andy Connors, Mark Alden-Taylor, Freeform Rock Podcast, Dave Shirt, Joe Royland, Sit and Spin with Joe, Neil Johnson, Dale Coleman, James McElhenney. Cobras and Fire Rock Podcast, Growing Up Rock Podcast, Denver D. Serrano, Matt Ashcraft, Brent Walter, Kevin Williams, Ian Wiley from Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, Wayne Cross, Adam Cox, Kiss Army Omaha, Classic Rock Drops, Derek Labus, Steve Wright, Potter Than Hell Podcast, Greg Troy, and Storytime with Aaron Baker, Joe Lascon, Mikhail Burrell, Eric Sertana Horner, Samuel Wetz, Andrew Jacobs, Dave Koska, Nick Rose, Save Rock and Metal, JJ Mack, Rob Alanis, Sonny Hollywood Pooney, Jody Havnot from Podcast Rock City, Jay Shabluski, Joe Beck, Digital Killed, Nighthawk, David Hudson, Ernesto Aguiar, Jeffrey Mendenhall, and the Mooger Fooger. Of course, all our people that love the Decibel Geek Podcast helping us spread the word. That's how you do it. Just share it, retweet it, let us know, or we'll just look ourselves. We'll figure it out, and you become a Geek of the Week. How cool is that? And, uh, you know, I got some good messages from people this last week. Everybody loved the Ace Fraley story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got I got hailed a lot for doing that. <laughs> Makes me proud. Yeah, it was, uh, that was, that was a fun episode to put together, and I think one of the better balanced mixes of, of songs that we've yeah. done in a while on one of those shows. Yeah, everything from 1968 and on. Right, <laughs> up to 2018. Exactly, very cool. A lot of good response to the, uh, my Animal Drive pick. Right on, yeah. yeah. I saw Honeymoon Disease getting some that love, too. too. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff, man. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, I'm ready. Are yes. you ready? Let's yeah. let's talk about Enough's Enough. Yes. So you know that I'm a huge Enough's Enough fan, and mm-hmm. I have been since the first time I heard the first album. Where did you first catch on to Enough's Enough? MTV. Um, I saw, and it was 
just it happened to me. I, and of course, it wasn't that surprising that I saw the world premiere for a video back in those days because it was on all the time at my house. But um, I happened to be watching MTV when they did the world premiere of the New Thing video. Yeah. And I remember... And it lit up your room? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> I don't remember which DJ it was, but I remember it being like some sarcastic talk about how, like, if you think Poison's colorful, watch this. You know, yeah. they were kind of comparing them to Poison. Cause it, and the video was... By Qu- looking at quite him. obviously patterned after the talk dirty of me video i mean i think it almost looked like the same stage design and everything yeah um, just with more color and i you know and it's one of those things where in hindsight they look crazy but at the time i thought they looked cool i liked all the color right. i thought it was neat you know? yeah it was cool and it definitely stood out from everything sure. else the video i think i heard the music first did you yeah i heard the my buddy had the cassette tape and uh you know when i was in in junior high and high school i had one good rock and roll brother that i ran with all the time and we were always turning each other on new music all the time and he brought around enough enough and the first time i heard it i was like oh man this is great and then from then on i think i've been in line on record release day for every enough enough oh, album really? pretty much wow. yeah i was hook line and sinker i was in and i think the band for me just got better and better Mm -hmm. as they went along so every time a new album came out it was another mind-blowing experience for me yeah pretty cool man i like this i remember the new thing video being like just so blown away by the animation inside of their sunglasses yeah like like, because obviously now it's nothing but back then that seemed kind of cutting edge state of the art yeah it was really wild to watch and then being quite taken by how uh, how good uh, Vicky was with the the stick tricks on on the video. Yeah, like, I mean that. St- I remember that stood out in particular. Like he was a real showman all on his own. That's how you knew you were a good drummer back then. Yeah, you how many times the, you could flip your sticks the cool around? Tricks in the video. Yeah, thank you, Tommy Lee. <laughs> He's the start. The guy that started all that for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I got into him then, and then of course, Fly High Michelle was a massive MTV hit. Yeah, um, I had the first album and. Um, I bought Strength when it came out. Then I kind of fell off the radar with them, like because they kind of got buried. Like as far as any, you know, you had to really dig for their stuff, right? Um, and then really not till we started doing the show together that they got you helped put them back on my radar. And then it was one of those fortunate accidents where it's like, wow, they've put out all these records since then, and damn, they're all good. They're all you good. know. So it, it's been a pleasure discovering the rest of their catalog over the last few yeah. years. Because I've said it a million times about this band, you know, I, I truly believe Enough Snuff is the most underrated band of all time. Through their run, like after, like you said, after mm. Strength, and they just kind of went away. Yeah. But if you were a fan of the band, you had to stick with them. You, right. know? you, you could still find Animals with Human Intelligence when it came out. But by 95, that was that was over. If you wanted yeah. the new Enough Snuff album, you know, you really had to watch the Metal Edge or mm-hmm. wherever you got your information from, and you would have to order it from Japan. Yeah. And I told Chip this after we were done talking to him mm. about the album Tweaked. And right. I specifically remember going to Inner Sleeve Records in Wausau, Wisconsin, and talking to the owner and being like, hey, man, there's a new Enough Snuff album coming out. And he's like, yeah, I was <laughs> like, like so. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was like, I- I'm gonna need that. And he would, you know, make his phone calls or talk to whoever, and it would always come back. Same thing in the '90s. If you wanted that enough snuff album, it's gonna cost you. Yeah. But man, I couldn't not have it. 
and you couldn't just go on the internet and listen to it, so no. you had to have it. Mm-hmm. So I would cough up my 45 bucks and have them order it special from Japan. And, you know, in 95, when Tweak came out, it was one of the most mind-blowing albums I ever heard. I love pretty much every song on it. It's just so good, you know. It it's good. it's a great place, I think, for Enough's Enough fans to start, or maybe future fans that want to check out the band. I like to recommend Tweaked. Here's a great song off of that one from 1995. It's Enough's Enough with We're All All Right. Song. It's a good album. Yeah, it's a great album. I remember in 95, 
I went with my buddy Jason, again, my, my rock and roll brother from growing up, and he and I jumped in my Toyota Tercel and took a big old road trip down to Chicago to go to the Thirsty Whale mm. because it was the last weekend before they tore it down. Right. And Enough Snuff was headlining both nights. Mm. And, man, it was a crazy adventure. Remind me to tell you about that one one time on VIP. But, man, yeah, we were there for the funeral for the whale with yeah. Enough Snuff. And uh, I met a dude online recently that hooked me up with a bootleg from the first night. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool, man. It's like a snapshot back in time. That's great. Well, and also, if you want to hear some good stories, of, oh, well, some hazy stories about that that weekend, listen to our Donnie V interview from uh, last year. Yeah. He, uh, he had quite the weekend himself. He wasn't the only one. <laughs> Okay, so um, for my first pick, for I guess, you know, I'm not really, these are five of my favorite songs. I'm not going to try to narrow anything down to number one or whatever. No. This one I've liked since the since the early 90s when, when Strength was a brand new record because I remember seeing enough. I was a very, I was a regular watcher of uh, Late Night with David Letterman back then. Yeah. And I got turned on to a lot of bands through the Letterman show and like, he doesn't really get the credit he deserves for that because he... He exposed me to a lot of great bands back in those days, and Enough's Enough was one of them that he kind of latched onto and would support. And I think all the guys in Paul with Paul Schaefer and Anton and the guys in the band were fans of theirs also. Yeah, because they were. I mean, you know, they they had the glammy look and everything, but they were a musicians type band. Like the they were respected, but uh, you know, right. among people that knew what they were doing. They sure. They, it was all glittery yeah. on the surface, but there was a lot of substance to this a lot band. Of, way more substance than what you saw in the videos. But, you know, it's just like, it's like one of the wor- most horribly typecast bands ever. But, yeah. Because they sounded nothing really like they looked, other than Frigo. Frigo looked and sounded exactly the way you would expect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another, a lot of good stories there with Donnie in the, in the interview last year also about Frigo. That's something I should, I wish I would have asked Donnie or even Chip when we talked to him. Yeah. If Derek Frigo was a Vinnie Vincent fan. Oh, probably. Because I see so yeah. many similarities in style, not just in playing, but no, also but looks, in their yeah. looks, too. Yeah. The bigger the hair, the better. Um, but yeah, so Strength comes out. Was it 91? Yeah, 90, 91. March of 91 on Atco Records. And I saw them on the Letterman show. And it, yeah. and Rolling Stone had called them the hot band in 1991. This was also around the time Howard Stern latched on to them. And, uh, you know, they were getting heat from people at the time. And this this yeah. album certainly deserved it because it's a fucking great record. And there's a lot of good songs on this record. I mean, it opens with Heaven or Hell, which is that almost made my list. Yeah. But... You know me. I love a good melody. I love a good love song. And, and this song fits both counts really well. This is uh, from the Strength album. This is a song called Baby Loves You. You know I've got a little problem. I have to be the one. Tells me all the time She'll be 
should have been a massive hit. Yeah, for sure. You know, and then that just shows how versatile Enough yeah. Enough is, you know, because they've got those ballads and they've got oh, those man. poppy songs. They could that write some great pop sweet as rock. sugar. And then they yeah. got like hard rock and dark stuff yep. too. But God, that strength album, dude. Heaven or Hell, In Crowd, Hollywood, uh-huh. The World is a Gutter. Uh-huh. I mean, Mother's Eyes, you know, that, that could have easily made my list too. I mean, just a damn good record. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Um, I guess so. We're just going to kind of jump around because, yeah. uh, well, here's a perfect example of the polar opposite of that Enough's Enough, of right. what you just played. This is, you know, a very, very dark and deep song. And this one came out in 1999 off the Paraphernalia album. Man, get ready for this one. It's way different than the poppy, sugary thing you just heard. This is a tune called Save Me.
always heard the legend of that album, Paraphernalia, mm. was because Ricky Parrott spelt it wrong. Is it? So it's paraphernalia. Yeah, it is. I never <laughs> noticed that. That's another thing, you know. I'm sitting there thinking Aaron's saying it wrong. When you're when you're talking <laughs> when you're talking to guys like Donnie V and like little things like that, you know, mm-hmm. are in my head that I always wondered. They don't come to the forefront sometimes, and it's like, man, I wish I'd asked them that. Hmm. I was I was you know I every now and then I'll get sucked into an enough enough wormhole with uh, YouTube videos yeah and because there's a lot of cool live clips of them the, their MTV videos are well made but yeah I was watching the the video for uh, Right by Your Side which you know, was kind of a power ballad hit yeah uh, not a hit but a song that should have been a hit I got the same kind of melancholy feel from watching that that I did from uh, watching uh, Kisses Heavens on Fire video where you you come to this horrific conclusion like wow you know half the band is dead yeah because it's just you know this band has had uh as many great songs as they've had they've had an equal share amount of tragedy with uh you know they lost frigo and then ricky parent died really young was it it was cancer right yeah um just awful you know and and that lineup i think uh vicky fox was great on the on the first couple records and everything but i i loved Ricky Parent's yeah. contributions to the band. Yeah, Ricky Parent's probably as good of a drummer as he was. You know, how many people, when they're talking about really awesome drummers, bring up Ricky Parent, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just a shame because so talented and, yeah. you know, contributed some songwriting too, you know, here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, you always think Enough's Enough is just Chip and Donnie writing them songs, yeah. but Ricky Parent was a real true part of that band where he had good input on stuff too. Yeah. And I, you know, I thought we both follow the Metal Sludge website, and you know, when he passed away, just the amount of tributes that came pouring in from other musicians from from that genre and that era, just yeah. it was pretty overwhelming. Like he was a very well liked guy, and right. seemed like he was a really good human being. And you know, Frigo had a turbulent life um, with a lot of drug problems and stuff, and uh, but also you know burned out real young and. Um, but like, and also another thing that when you go through the YouTube stuff of the old days, just the amount of praise for Frigo, like there's yeah. there's Frigo. I wish he was still around, and just you know, he uh, he was a very well liked member of the band, and and an unbelievable shredder. Yeah, great shredder. If you ever listen to any of that Lamont stuff that he did before he got into the band, yeah, it's, it's, God, yeah, you'll definitely hear the Vinnie Vincent in that because he's just oh, all totally, over the place. yeah. Yeah, he is a, and his father was like a classically classical uh, violinist, I think. Violinist or or something, say, some kind of classical musician. Mandolin, maybe. I can't remember. Something. Donnie like told that. us about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he come definite musical roots. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. These are just it's one of the underrated because like even just even the, like why there should be a documentary about him or something because like the the there's so much storytelling you could pull out of just their history even though they didn't right. achieve huge success there's a lot there yeah a lot of ups and downs for enough's enough you know everybody who talk about that song right by your side yeah everybody love my ace Frehley old bad dj story from last week right i, I got a good follow-up for that one that right, has something it. to do with that song um so aaron camaro you know back then i was aaron david i was on z104 the rock station central wisconsin's pure rock and uh, over time, like different things had changed, and uh, I ended up working at WIFC mm-hmm. in Wisconsin, and that's a total top forty hit maker station. Right. And I worked the late shift on the weekends. I didn't really have a personality. I didn't really do a whole lot with it. 
But what I would do, being bored up in the studio, and they had all these CDs. They're just plain white CDs, you know, with just all different bands and artists on them. And I would go through those CDs and try to find something that I could enjoy. Because I'm (laughs) playing... Janet Jackson and uh, Kylie Minogue Celine and Eminem <laughs> and Celine Dion over and over and yeah. over again is driving me insane. And I'll be damned if I didn't find enough snuff right by your side in there. Really? And when I'm working on the weekends late, late at night, mm-hmm. regular rotation. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and nobody ever called me and asked me what the hell I was playing. Really? That's, Never. That's another one of those where it's like, damn, how did that not do well? It's just... The video is well made. The song is well written. It's got a hook. You, I mean, it's got a huge yeah. hook in it. And just I, and when I say nobody yeah. ever called and said nothing, nobody ever called and bitched and said, "What is this?" You yeah. know, no. But nobody ever called and said, "Wow, what is this?" Either you know. But I, don't know. I guess when you're listening to that kind of music, it's just kind of backgroundish. Yeah. And you know, Most something like that is. slipped in, and that song is such a sweet, sweet ballad sure. that. I guess it wasn't too far off than some of that other stuff that was in there. Yeah. But it was in their CD collection. Yeah, it's a damn So good I song. took it upon myself to make it a big hit at Saturday nights at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I appreciate it. I would have been I like calling. To, I like that? to think somebody out there was their girlfriend was making them listen to it, and they're like, what? <laughs> All right. So um, in the last one, you picked kind of a dark one. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm going to counter that with another dark one. Okay. And um, oh, this oh yeah, and and this was one that made both of our list honestly. Yeah, because like, this is one of yeah. the darkest. And but it so uh, such an honest, earnest song. And, yeah. Um, yeah. If you want, this is written solely by Donnie V, and uh, it it's an incredibly personal song. Yeah, I say it very autobiographical. Yeah. Yes. Well, and anyone who's had addiction problems can completely relate yeah. to the lyrics in this song. This is one of his best, most well-written songs, in my opinion. I agree. This is a track from the 10 album from 2000. It's called The Beast.
Snuff writes songs that makes you feel something. Yeah. You know, it's not you're not just listening to it. That's what's great about the kind of music that we and our listeners and everybody here listens to and, and enjoys is music that moves you, you yeah. know, and, and makes you feel something. And man, enough's enough. They are so masterful at writing these songs that make you understand, you know, how they're feeling or it gives you a reaction mm-hmm. to what you're hearing. But yeah, and that song, I mean, I guess you would even call that an alternative song the way it's written. It's, it's all in minor keys and yeah. it almost has like a replacements vibe to it or something. It's but it, you know, but it comes out on Spitfire in 2000 and so yeah. no one was getting to hear this. Except me. Well, and I including me. I didn't order that sucker from Japan too. <laughs> uh, right. I didn't know this song until about a year ago. Yeah. You know, we were preparing to interview Donnie and there was a lot of Enough's enough material I hadn't really delved into that I needed to. And the 10 album was one that I didn't even think, give a second thought to. Yeah. But yeah, The Beast. Um, yeah, if you haven't listened to that before, I'm, I hope, hope you get turned on to it now. Yeah, that's an amazing song. Yeah. Amazing. So I guess with my next pick, I'm going to go back to the beginning in 1989. When uh, we saw Chip the other night, they played this song. And yeah. Chip said from stage, this is a great song to fuck to. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and I can tell you from experience as a teenager, and I'm still spinning this album a lot. You know, I listen I listen to Enough's Enough all the time when I'm a kid. I'm like on a almost steady rotation between Kiss and Enough's Enough with sprinkling some Ugly Kid Joe and Tough and other stuff too. But uh, I can tell you from experience, I had a young, hot girlfriend. I was young and hot and ready to go too. This is totally a great song to fuck to because it's got that <laughs> groove and it's a nice long song. It's a good one. Try it out sometime. This is Enough's Enough off their debut. They're in the groove.
we get back into our conversation about one of the most underrated rock bands of all freaking time, Enough's Enough. we got to take a quick break and uh, take a look at a few things going on. Right now, I can tell you this, Decibel Geek TV is blowing minds, man. Rock and Ron was on the Monsters of Rock cruise, and he got all kinds of awesome footage from all kinds of great bands. And there's only one place to catch all this action. That's Decibel Geek TV on the Facebook. So do yourselves a favor. Check it out. There's some great Rhino Bucket on there right now. I saw some Choir Boys on there that was really awesome. The Vixen stuff. Very cool. Yeah, and I, I heard that uh, people from Jägermeister have told the Monsters of Rock Cruise people that Ron is, should not be allowed on the boat next year because they he cleaned them out in like a day. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. And, and acted completely sober the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knew how hammered he was no. except for himself. That's true. That's awesome. Before we get into He's the, such a great ambassador to have out there on the seven oh, totally. seas and everywhere else. <laughs> Him and the Meister on the same boat. Yeah, yeah man. Scary. Um, before we get into the Amazon read, I want to... Uh, uh, our friend Courtney Cronin-Dold had, uh, had sent me her top five because... She's like one of the few people I told that we were going to do this episode. Right, because she's a huge Enough Enough fan, too. And uh, so I wanted to give hers. hers and she, hers are numbered, so we'll just okay. do this. So wow, num- I don't know how she could do that. Well, she And she almost word for word, like you said, this is really fucking hard. Yeah. Um, number five, five for her was Fly High Michelle. Okay. From the first album. Yeah. Number four was For Now. Yeah, that's a good one. Number three is Believe in Love from Paraphernalia. Yeah, that is a I mean... She's picking all the love songs. Yeah. She's picking all the ones the ladies would love. Number two, Day by Day from 1985. Yeah. And number one, Help from the Question Mark album. Oh, yeah, because that's a good one. That's that's another kind of a darker one. She says that's one of the most underrated songs ever. Yeah, totally. That's yeah. that's another one kind of like Save Me, where you know what you're getting out of this song is not what you picture in your mind if you only know enough's enough from the MTV. Yeah. You know, this stuff, will it'll get you. You won't know it's coming. It'll get you good. Yeah, there's a lot. It's just so many great songs. Go check. Go through our Amazon link. We, we're going to have a link to the Enough's Enough's whole catalog on the show notes. And, That's the thing about Enough's Enough. The there's, there's a little something for the dudes and a for little everybody. something for the ladies, too. Because, I mean, I'm not the biggest ballad-loving dude, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like to, you know, I like my Enough's Enough heavy. Yeah. But... I like it, too. But, damn, you know, their ballads and their popular songs are still so freaking well, good. What about the song Innocence? It's beautiful. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's like a really well-made song. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. But it's just that, man, I generally don't usually like the songs that the bands come out with that are like that. But with Enough's Enough, they're so fucking well written yeah. that even I love a song like that. Yeah. Because you can't not love it because mm-hmm. it's just too good not to. Let's talk about some strange Amazon purchases this week. Right on. Yeah, everybody, if you don't <laughs> know, you need to buy Enough's Enough albums. There's... Good God, probably 40 of them if you count in the compilations and the live albums and the Mm -hmm. studio albums and everything else they've done. Go to Amazon. But if you're going to do your Amazon shopping to get your Enough's Enough stuff, then you want to do it through us. You want to go to decibelgeek.com. Right up at the top of the page, you'll find our Amazon banner. You click on that. It takes you to Amazon. You do all your same shopping, paying all the same prices as you normally would. Not a penny more. And what Amazon does is they take a cut of their action and they kick a little over to us. It's not much, but it adds up. Especially with people buying all kinds of stuff on Amazon all the time. 
why wouldn't you help us out? It's free, it's easy, it's awesome, and we get the list. And this week's is a interesting list. Are you finally getting some of your wish picks? Well, nothing really like disgusting or anything, but just a, <laughs> just a weird mix of stuff this week. Okay. Um, in books, Dogman and Cat Kid from the creator of Captain Underpants was purchased. Hmm, my kid, I think, used to read those books. Oh, really? Yeah. Two sets of fidget spinners were bought. Okay. Were they like Judas Priest fidget spinners? I don't know. I didn't look, read that deep into it. Some Spy Gear Ninja Gear night goggles were purchased. Okay, cool. A Texas Instruments graphic calculator was purchased. There you go. There's your dirty thing. It's a graphic calculator. Oh, okay. You turn it upside down, you can make it say things like boobs. <laughs> graphic. Well, that takes me back. Uh, a classic Nintendo 64 controller was bought. Wow, cool. Uh, Vitafusion Omega-3 gummies were purchased. This Amazon list is all over the place. Uh, a set of fidget dice were bought. Fidget dice? Yeah. Oh. You haven't seen fidget dice? Uh-uh. They look like dice, but they have like different little things you can play around with with your fingers and on the on the sides. Were they Dio fidget dice? I don't know. All this, fi- <laughs> all this fidget stuff is... Everybody is, quit fidgeting. Well, it's funny. It's like, what you know? what's wrong with masturbating? <laughs> I mean, that's that's the way we all came up. Now you got to have some kind of tool to do it or something? I don't get it. I guess it's less messy. What are you doing over there? Just fidgeting. Yeah. I'm just fidgeting. fidgeting around a little bit. All right, and then one music purchase this past week. Really? Yeah, Ace Fraley Anomaly Deluxe Edition. Well, if you're just going to buy one, you might as well get some Space Ace. Anomaly Deluxe Edition, that's a good way to go. But yeah, regardless if you're buying Omega-3 gummies or fidgeting with your pecker, uh, thanks for <laughs> your purchases on Amazon. We appreciate it very much, guys. Keep them coming. Yeah. We like reading the list. We do. Okay, so is it me that's up next? I think it's me that's up next, right? Yeah, because I ended with In the Groove. Okay. This one is off of the... I'm telling uh, you people, try it out. Okay. (laughs) With your fidget spinner. Try it out. Give it a fidget. Give it a fidget. This might be, you know, pound for pound, my favorite Enough's Enough record. And that's the 1993 Animals with Human Intelligence record. There's some great stuff on there. It's it's a really strong album. And, you know, just... uh, Great track listing. Superstitious opening the album. Yeah. Which that goes back to the old days. Gino Martino co-wrote that one. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned earlier, Right By Your Side was on this one. Innocence is on this one. One Step Closer to Use on this one. Yeah. Jesus, Marianne Lost Her Baby. That's rock, a great song. Rock and World. Rock and World's an awesome like party rocker. Yeah. Like, if... Because we always talk about how Enough's Enough shouldn't have been, you know, lumped in with these other bands. Mm-hmm. But you know what? They had some hard rock and party tunes back in those days. And this one is just, uh, it's an up-tempo rock song, and it's incredibly well-written. And you, this, if I had to, like, go down to an absolute one song, this might be my favorite Enough's Enough song. Wow. This is These Days.
see, and that's cool too because you know you get the dark stuff, the heavy stuff, and then you get like something like this that's so light and upbeat, you know, yeah. and just kind of fun. It is, and yeah, I think it was written from the perspective of things were doing going well at the time, and yeah, it was kind of. I think it's written from that perspective of I'm, I'm going to remember these days the rest of my life. Sure, that's the kind of song you listen to and you think back about, you know your friends that yeah. you grew up with and things you did when you were a kid and and i was smack dab yeah. in high school when this yeah. came out so you know it, it makes sense right on oh man so many different things to choose from and like i said this is we've done like episodes like year in reviews where i've done like a week's worth of research before we've done the show and i think i agonized more over this i would rather do something like that and pour my whole brain into it than mm-hmm. to repeatedly break my own heart by changing my picks <laughs> over and over. I have changed them a lot. So, I mean, we're here now, so I'm not changing no more. Uh-huh. This is a good one. 1997. And, again, not easy to find your enough's enough. But if you're a fan, you're you're still getting it because you, you got to. You just got to have it. This is one I'm really glad I sent off for. Nobody else was listening to this stuff except for me and maybe one or two of my friends that I knew. <laughs> But nobody in the world in 1997 was talking about Enough's Enough. But man, so many great songs off of Seven. And here's one of them. It's called Sad to See You. I should have been loved I should have been loved 
else cares about enough's enough they always had just enough fans like me yeah to keep them going they did that's um that's good i don't know it just doesn't matter what era that you you get an album from it's always yeah. good and also the japanese yeah we can thank the japanese for keeping enough's enough alive too them and mr big yeah yeah love them both even to this day enough's enough always charts in japan i think we talked about that not too long ago but mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. The the new album they're coming that Chip's coming out with with the band. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're enough snuff. We'll call them enough snuff because that's what they are. It's, yeah. Man, it's always kind of tough without Donnie, you know, it because is. it's like you almost don't want to call it enough snuff without Donnie. But after we talked to Chip the other night, you know, I'm all in. I'm mm-hmm. I'm good with the lineup that it is now, and I understand after talking to Donnie why it's got to be the way it's got to be you know he's got his own stuff going on that he's got to work through too yeah but together it's like their powers combined chip and donnie the songs are so damn good Mm -hmm. and when you listen to one it makes you miss the other right you know when i listen to donnie's latest album it's great it is 
but it makes me miss Chip. It's like something's missing here, and I know what it is. Mm-hmm. And then when you listen to like Chip's Strange Time, mm-hmm. you know, it's a great album too. But there's something missing there, and you know what it is. It's Donnie. You know, these guys need to get it together. And, you know, I, I say that selfishly as a fan. Sure. You know, with without any consideration to their feelings. Oh, on there's the matter, a lot. You know? yeah, there's a, there's a, ma- a massive human element here. Right. You know, yeah. At play. That's what I'm saying. They have know? to be able to not kill each other too. Totally. But <laughs> as far as the band goes, and they've enough snuff has had a bunch of stellar lineups over yeah. the years. But as far as the lineup goes, with what Chip's got going on it's, right oh, it's now, it's a really tight band. Could you imagine Donnie back in that band I'd with love it. with the current lineup that mm-hmm. Chip's got going on? How good that would be. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. They here's they sounded good. Here's one, since we're getting a little closer, I guess this is gonna be oh no, you got the next pick. This is that's my turn now. Okay. All right. Well yeah. Yeah, well shut up. Okay, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> you get you, we'll you, just you, both pick songs off the same album then. Yeah, we should. I want to play something off Dissonance. Me too. Okay. Dissonance was released in two thousand nine on King Records in Japan. And Rock Candy slash Grind That Axe in the UK. I've never heard of any of these labels before. Um, produced by Vinny Castaldo in Enough's Enough. Any idea who Vinny Castaldo is? I don't think so. I've never heard of sure. him either. Um, of course, several songs on this, if you don't know, feature Jakey e. Lee playing lead yeah. guitar. Oh man, this album. Holy shit. There's a lot of good songs on this album. And... Um, but yeah, in 2009, you know, definitely kind of flew under the radar unless you were a serious fan of theirs, which mm. I wasn't at the time. Um, I just want to play the title track because it's just a great it's so song. Good. Yeah. This is Dissonance. <laughs> Seven hours I haven't read it yet. Tears are 
scratching down my back. Now it's like the scratching across the chalkboard. See, my hair stands on ends. This is dissonance, shows you right there that that's the latest release from enough's enough as enough's enough and the whole album is just killer i i kind of go on a limb sometimes but i'm so wishy-washy with this and picking these songs (laughs) and picking these albums dissonance might be my favorite enough's enough album really i mean i was my mind was freaking blown away it's like there's not a bad song on the whole album you got jakey lee playing guitar on it which he man he puts in a hell of a performance on dissonance too and you got the classic you know chip and donnie partnership on that which is great too oh vinnie castaldo plays drums on this too okay that's what it is i know i don't know that he ever played live with kind of on the spot on this but i know him from something else too it's rattling around in my brain i know him from something else i'll figure it out we'll give him a call back next week okay when we figure out back to dissonance you know this one if this is any kind of testament to what Enough Snuff could be doing now, and Enough Snuff has had many great guitar players over the years, including Derek Frigo and Johnny Monaco, mm-hmm. and you know the list goes on and on because they've had a bunch of different guys over the years. But right now they got Tori in the band. Yeah, he did a great job. And he was so good when we saw him live. Yeah, he was tearing it up. I was super impressed. That's the first time i ever seen, I told Chip. Oh, you hadn't night. seen him with him on? No, oh, that was okay. the first time I've seen 
this current lineup of Enough's Enough Live. And the band, like you say, is super tight and really good. And the guys are singing the backup vocals that make it sound like Enough's Enough. And yeah. Chip does such a good job on the vocals that he's able to make it sound live like classic Enough's Enough. Yeah. And, man, that Tori on guitar, he's so freaking he was good. Great. And, like, Chip was talking about, you know, having two guitar players in the band adds a lot to it, too. Mm -hmm. I just... Oh, what <laughs> what they could do. What they could do if they could just pull it all back together. Yeah. I'm just, you know, it's easy to say that when you hear a song like this. Also off Dissonance from 2010, this one's called Playground.
is one sexy song. Yeah. I haven't tried that one yet, but I bet you it's right up there within the groove. <laughs> I don't need to know the details on, like on that. Music to make love to your old lady by. <laughs> oh, that's boy. what I'm saying. That's good stuff. And I know I'm beating the dead horse with the whole, you know, the dream of Chip and Donnie <laughs> coming back together. And I don't mean for it to be like that, but because I accept everything the way it is. So if it happens, but, are you going to take credit? <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, okay, you're like, no. You're not, I'm like something. All right, never mind. But I will order the CD from Japan. Okay. <laughs> I guess nowadays we don't have to, though. No, we don't, because they are now on Frontiers Records. That's awesome. God, I love that. It's it's great. And, you know, they, they put out the, the newest record, but, you know, it's a collection of older material. But yeah. um, Clowns Lounge came out December of 2016. And this album is going to always mark, remind me, of our Bobby Rock interview because this is what we listened to on the way to Louisville uh-huh. to to interview him because it was brand new. It was at the brand time. new and I I couldn't stop listening to yeah, it. Yeah, and we jammed it the whole way up there. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I want to I want to pick a song off of Clowns Lounge and this song and you know and it's uh, yeah it's the newest record but um, I actually used this song for the intro music a couple of weeks back. Yeah, and ever since i used it i've been listening to the shit out of it so i was just like well i have to put this in here because i can't stop listening to this song and it's great and uh well do we need to intro anything because we're going to run the chip interview well, after this and i was going to say um you know chip's a popular dude mm-hmm. you know when you go see him live and you're trying to bust off some time to talk to him there was many a times where we probably could have sat down and talked to him and had a little more time with him but he's so in demand with everybody, so we just let him do his thing sure. until he found a moment for us. And, you know, like we said, it was it, this isn't an album's unleashed, and it's not a career discussion or anything no, fancy like it's that. It's a chat. Just some dudes hanging out, chatting about Enough's Enough. And so I figured it'd be cool for the Enough's Enough fans that are listening to this to give you guys a heads up if you want to listen to a real Chips Enough interview. Yeah. Our buddies over at Growing Up Rock got them on the show, and they just came out with their new episode this week. And Chips Enough is on there, yep. and I'm sure they got more time with them than we did. So oh, yeah. definitely check that out when you're done with this. Um, you got your playout song, and then I guess we'll kick it over to Chip. Yeah, so I'm going to play um, Runaway off Clowns Lounge and uh, check out this talk with Chip. I think you'll enjoy it, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. See ya.
Now I'm here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. Nastyville, Tennessee. With life out here in rock and roll. It's shocking. Not bad for a Monday night, huh? I haven't been here, did I recall, okay? I haven't been here since 2001. The Glam Slam Metal Jam tour mm. was Poison. Uh, the Great Warrant with Jay Link, I Rest His Soul. Yeah. And, uh, Quiet, and Quiet Riot with Kevin Dubrow. It was wow. a wonderful tour. Played a big arena out here, fucking 16,000 people. Probably the Starwood, I bet. Yep, it was yeah. terrific. People loved the show. We had a great time. It was a total debauchery. We, you know, we had a nice. we had a tour bus. It was called uh, the Yellow Submarine. <laughs> Everybody came by there and hung out with us every day. They have 30, 40 people on that fucking bus. That's awesome. And it was just a big rock and roll party. It's when rock was flourishing then, you know, yeah. Yeah, I believe. And people really appreciated those that kind of music and those bands. And collectively... Poison, Warrant, Quiet Riot, even enough stuff. You put all their sales together. There's fucking bands sold, you know, 60 million records. Yeah, fuck yeah, they did. So yeah. A lot of we touched a lot of people's lives, and I'll tell you, we did a lot more than that. That I, we did some things that are unprintable. And <laughs> I'll never forget. You touch more than lives. <laughs> touch a few other things well, what too. What was the question you wanted to? Oh my! Uh, you mentioned it on stage right before you played uh, New Thing. You stole it from Ace Frehley. What does that mean? 
uh, my jibber jabber on stage is just like is exactly that. <laughs> and I just, uh, I'm talking through my cheek. Okay, didn't you steal get- anything from Ace Freely, but the riff is not cool. I remember having a fan come up to me, going, "Hey, man, is that riff from Ace Freely?" Go, "Oh yeah, sure." <laughs> and I love Ace dearly. You got any uh, good Ace Freely party stories? Uh, yeah, in the early days, 1989, I was getting out of a cab in front of uh, a place called the Scrap Bar. And as I'm getting out of the cab, he's getting into the same cab with two chicks. He couldn't even talk. Was, they were carrying him. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, Ace, this is Chip from Enough Snow. Ah! Didn't say nothing. <laughs> you know, but evidently, I must have left an Indelible Mark because years later, we started. We did a couple shows together, and we lo- and he loved the band. It's good and right we now. just went out with him last year. We did 30 dates with Ace Freely. It was right. terrific playing for his awesome. audience. And, and we won a lot of people over there, and it really helped set the tone for the future for Enough's Enough. I owe a lot to Ace well, Freely. We, That's we, cool. We interviewed Donnie last year, and he mentioned um, an original uh, idea for a stage name for you. And we had to ask, what was the origin of Chip St. Chocolate? I played in a cover band when I was younger. I just graduated from high school. I joined a band called Degeneration, punk band, yeah. out in California. Yeah. And traveled all around the country, but most notably, you know, through the West Coast. And we opened for Boss Gags, The Grateful Dead. Big shows we played. We were young kids. That band imploded. I came back to Chicago, and I, uh, I was reading the paper the next day. I was here at home for one day. I live in a little small little town in Chicago, Blue Island. Yeah. And the paper said, uh, bass player, need a bass player that can sing. So I called him. It was Desi Rex from DeMal's yeah. David Lee Roth band, his band. Right on. And uh, I went down to the audition, and I passed. And two days later, I was on a tour with them, and they just dubbed my name, dubbed me Chip St. Chocolate. It was, <laughs> it was a cute little stage name, and I ran with it for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. That's <laughs> But uh, you know you're down here the, the, over 30 years later with the band, and I mean you still you're still carrying the torch. And you know according to you know to us as fans, Enough's Enough is one of the the greatest underrated bands ever. Because I've said it a million times, Enough's Enough is the most underrated band of all time. Uh, it's nice to hear that. There's a lot of great bands out there that deserve recognition. They didn't for some reason it just didn't catch on. They didn't get a spark. We've Timing, sold, I think. We, sold, we had a couple gold records. We've done pretty well. My brother and I wrote a lot of great songs together. Yeah. After years and years of, of abuse <laughs> and, uh, and unfortunately, uh, some terrible business decisions, you know, record company, yeah. juggernauts, and, and, and what have you. Right. Uh, Diane decided to give it up, 2013. And uh, he was disillusioned by the business, basically, and he had some health issues. And that's that's the reason he really split. It wasn't a fight between the band or anything. No, good. And uh, he, he moved on. He said to me, he says, you know, if you're going to go and carry the name of the band and Enough's Enough on, you should sing the fucking songs. At least when you get in the middle up there, people are going to know that's Enough's Enough. Yeah. And it just so happened at that time, Johnny Monaco said, you know, I can't do it anymore. I need a break. And I said, okay. And uh, I told him I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take over. And I wrote the songs with Donnie as our tunes. Right. So I, who else? Is, it's more. I think it's fitting that I, I carry the torch. And I looked I at bands that, like you know? Styx and Foreigner and Journey and Stone Temple Pilots. And I went on and got singers from other places and stuff. And they did. those guys are doing a fine job. And I have number, the utmost respect for them. Mm-hmm. I sort of took the Genesis approach, you know, and the first singer left. 
uh, Phil, Phil Collins came in right. and took right. over after Peter Gabriel uh, right. wanted to take a break. And they flourished. They did a great job. And I'm doing the same thing here. You know, it's, There's no malice at all in it. Right. I'm grateful to be out there. I didn't want this fucking gig. I'm following one, in my opinion, one of the greatest singers of our generation. Absolutely. Uh, but there are songs that I helped write with him. I produced all those fucking albums. And I, I deserve a chance to right. keep it going. <clears throat> and you know what? what? Tonight? It's kicking ass. Fucking A, man. Your yeah. band is awesome. And tonight, this was the first chance that I've got to see you front the band. You know, the last time I've seen Enough's Enough, Donnie V was singing. And, man, you commanded up there. You know, you you own them songs. You know why? Because you own them songs, brother. It it comes through, and you you guys are kicking ass. Thank you. I don't think I'm that grateful for the legacy that we've left as a band. We lost Derek Frigo in 2004. Ricky passed away in 2007. It's been a tumultuous... Almost, almost ending for enough's enough. We weren't sure if we were going to be able to go on. And when Donnie split, I was really devastated. I thought, well, what am I going to do next? And Johnny Monaco did a fine job singing those songs for years. But the band was three-piece, and he didn't want to bring another guitar player. And I always did because those songs are those two guitars and all those songs. Right. Yeah. And I said, yeah, maybe one day we'll be able to get another cat in there. And when as soon as Monaco split, I knew that that was the opening. And uh, I went and got Tony Fennell from Ultravox as my first phone call. Right. And uh, he said, uh, he goes, who's in the band? I said, well, right now it's, it's just me and the drummer. And he says, all right, I'll fly out to Chicago. And we had one rehearsal. That was it. And it sound good. Was he a me, fan of the band did, beforehand? Absolutely. Yeah, I know, I've known right Tony on. since uh, 1988, 87-88. He was, uh, before he was in Ultravox, he was in another band, and they were on Atco Records. And uh, we bonded there. We got to be really good friends. And right on. Did, the relationship just grew, not knowing that he'd ever be in the band. But I always wanted him in. I just cause I love right. his look. I love yeah. his. He's got a great. He's a great. Singer. Oh, he is great, man. And he's he's been wonderful on stage. And so when the opportunity uh, arose that I could uh, find another guitar player, he's the first guy I called, and uh, he jumped right at it. And it one or two rehearsals. That was it. Band sounded great. We went out on tour, and I had to find my footing because. You know, a lot of these songs on the lyrics, I, I wasn't sure because I sing all the harmonies usually. I, I sing the lyrics, right. lead, yeah. lead vocals on quite a few songs on the records. Yeah. You know, I do two, maybe two songs on, on throughout the, our career. After the third album, I started singing a lot because Donnie would force me. So, you know, you got to sing more, you got a good voice. I yeah. agree. And then He's afterwards, right. yeah. uh, I realized, well, if I'm going to take over, I got to have the words, I got to have this down. It's a t- and there's no teleprompters, it's a budget tour. So I had lyric sheets written across the stage nice. for the songs. And then the fans would be stealing. Them every night, <laughs> yeah. So of the fans, I own the fans tons because they forced me to fucking get those lyrics down, and now I got it down. I'm fine. <laughs> and I just took a little bit of time. It's like riding a bicycle, you know. Right, right. And the hardest part about it is getting those vocal inflictions. And you know, my brother's just uh, just a, yeah. a wonderful sense of balance. I mean, he he starts talking, turn a microphone on because he's got a great set of pipes. Yeah, he does. And yeah. beautiful, yeah. beautiful uh, um, range. And uh, a wonderful timber that nobody really can match. Yeah. But from singing all these years with him, I, I copped a little of his of his vibe. Oh, and, totally. Uh, and because the songs we did, we them together in my mom and dad's bathroom, and, or in the basement, wherever the songs came up with, there was all different places that we wrote them at. Yeah. I, I was able to grab onto it and turn them into my own. And he was pretty much just a kid when you started working with him, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was yeah. a big fan of my old band and. Uh, when I asked him to join the band, he says, uh, he goes, absolutely, let's do this. And yeah. I go, I've always been Chip, but my last name is Robarski. Yeah. Right. And, but I've never been known as that. And so he, uh, he says, you know, you got you to gotta go. you got to be enough. I go, nice. okay, you're going to be Donnie V. Yeah. And we both named each other. I really oh, did. Beautiful. Cool. It's yeah, like, that's yeah, what he told us. It was a real brotherly. Uh, you know, we adopted him into the family. My mom and dad took care of him. They love him beyond belief. 
my dad used to give him money more than he gave it to me. Because <laughs> he knew that he was a kid that had some trouble, uh, trouble yeah. past, and he wanted right. to show some love. And I think my family instilled a lot in him, showed a lot of uh, love and support. And we were able to write those great songs together because of, a lot of it because of our parents. Yeah. yeah. And he told us about how you made them awesome sandwiches in the grocery store yeah. for him, too. Yeah, absolutely. We did, <laughs> we did so much stuff together. I can tell you, nobody could take away any of the great moments that we had. And he doesn't know anybody anything. He wants to do solo records and stuff. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my band, we all wish him nothing but the best. And I'm going to build it up and maybe something will happen out of this. And That'd be great. So, uh, a, a producer, a movie, a, a soundtrack, a TV show, a commercial. Oh, okay. Someone will recognize so the band and go, be. you know, let's get these songs out there and, and Donnie can get compensated for sure. his hard work. Like, there's been so many times that you hear stories about Enough's Enough and you think, fuck, man, that, that sounds like something out of a movie. Yeah. You know, that it's, it's, it's so unbelievable that it could, it's got to be so. It, We've been in a lot of movies and soundtracks and TV shows, and yeah. believe it or not. Uh, and you can't stop because that's where the money is. And if, we, and if we're not out playing all the time and touring, if he's not, he's going to be at home a lot. I want to make sure that he's taken care of for the songs that he's helped uh, co-write or, yeah. and sing on because... Uh, there's no talent like him. Okay, I've written with songs with a lot of big rock stars, and, and Donnie and I, we write them like it's oh, nothing. It's, it's like you know, right? It's like putting together a nice uh, grilled cheese sandwich. You know, we just cook it up in five minutes. It's ready to go and ready to eat. Right. And that's how we are with songs. <laughs> but it's so good. It's like so good. nobody makes grilled cheese sandwiches like those guys. Right. You know, I've had grilled cheese sandwiches all over the place. Chip and Donnie. They're the best, and you, guys, you and you guys are now on Frontiers, and you, the new the new album through Frontiers. Yeah, as soon as I took yeah. over lead vocal duties, uh, we played the M3 Festival, and right after that, we were discovered by uh, a record company called Frontiers. Right on, yeah. And they have Journey and White Snake sure. and Sebastian yeah. Bach and, and the Night all the Ranger best bands. Yeah, LA Guns, a lot yeah. of good stuff, and we got lucky, and we signed a three album deal with them, and. The second, well, first one came out, Clowns Lounge, in December of last year. Which was cool. That called, was that uh, was old school bone, stuff, old right? School stuff, except a couple of new songs. Right, yeah, Dog on a Bone was new. Yep, and then now this new record's called Diamond Boy. It comes out in June. Oh, cool. And 11 new songs. I, I hope right people on. embrace it because hey, I, yeah. I'm real proud of it. It's the first one where I'm in front. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Are you nervous? Well, you had your not solo album. You had your solo album, though. Yeah, and, and that was really good. It was really good. Strange time. Which is on Cleopatra Records. They were kind enough to put the record out, and then uh, I put that out along with uh, a record I did with Stephen Adler called Adler's Enough. Right. And we combined them, put them all on one record. Yeah. I was going to call it Johnny Rotten Jr. Rick Nielsen gave me a name from Cheap Trick when I was asking him. I said, I need a good name for another project. I don't want to call it Chip Snuff. He goes, How about Johnny Rotten Jr.? I go, I love that name. He goes, 50 <laughs> 50. So I put it out like that, and then uh, the record company uh, came to me and approached me, Brian Pereira over at Cleopatra, and said, Why don't you call it Chips Enough? You know, yeah. I, and more people know that. And right. my, I go, and my father always said I should call, you know, give him, call my name the record. And he said, Your dad's right. right. Your dad's yeah. very smart. So I put that record on. I took the Adler's Enough record and put that under as well. Stevens co wrote and played five or six songs on that record. Right, yeah. Got That's Slash on a solo. Got yeah, Dale Bazio for Missing Persons. Tonight we met. And now we're going to fuck. That song is awesome. That's a great fucking tune. I fucking love that song. I wish we were playing that live. I love that one. Yeah. That's a great song. Uh, let me ask you this, because I put out to some of our VIP listeners that support us through Patreon. Uh, one of the questions that came up was, how did the Howard Stern connection come about? Uh, 1980, late 88, 89, we were in New York with uh, Atco Records. 
and uh, a, a guy who's uh, of the brother of Dee Snyder from Twisted Sisters. His name is Mark Snyder. He was a, a radio rep over at the label. And Mark says, uh, you know, I got this friend of mine. Uh, I think he'll really like you guys. And I go, what's his name? He says, Howard Stern. I want to bring you to a show. I go, oh, great. Let's go down there. So we went down there at 6 o'clock in the morning, met Howard. He said hello. I said hello. And we had each other. We loved each other. Yeah. He it was loved an instant, uh, it was an yeah. instant bonding. And, you know, from going out to his house and, and having dinner with his family to um, Howard inviting us out to his uh, 46th birthday party at Tavern on the Green and enough stuff playing with Mountain, Leslie yeah. West. Wow. Right. Uh, all the big rock stars that showed up there. It was just wonderful. I, Trump was there that night. I remember. No shit. Nice. In the morning. It was in the morning. Six o'clock in the morning started. President Trump shows up there and I say, and, um, the President of Rock and Roll. And Donnie says to Trump, he says, uh, President Trump, he says, uh, uh, hey, Trump, my brother has more money than you. And Trump reached in his pocket and pulled out like $53 cash. And I had $137 in my pocket. And Trump goes, <laughs> he looks at me, he goes, cash is king. Yeah. And then he pulled out the, green, the black card American Express. I go, you win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, President Trump was very charming, okay? Right. That was a great show. We had a wonderful time. And Howard's always included in Ups and Up and a lot of things. He played a yeah. lot. We played his book signing party. Yeah. And we have All a right lot of history on. with Howard. You know? He's a real yeah. music lover. He certainly is. Uh, in yeah. his big autobiography, he mentioned to you yeah, guys. Right. He did a That's where the whole Madonna legend thing our, comes yeah, from. Yeah, we're, in a, we're in a Howard Stern book, and he also has us in a, on an album 1985. He wrote the liner notes yeah, proclaiming right. his favorite band. That's so, right. Wow. Listen, I don't, Howard Stern, one guy, when he likes you, he doesn't turn his back on yeah, you. And this business loyal. is cesspool of jagoffs out there that sometimes don't want to help her. If, if you're not the flavor of the month, they move on. Right. Right. Howard's always stuck by enough snuff, and I'm very grateful that. Awesome. blessed to, have a, nice. to be able to call him a friend. Absolutely. Right. On. So, what is the real story about the Madonna thing? He alludes to it in the book and kind yeah, of. because you know, I mean, no, it's, no. it's like a running joke now, but what's the real deal with that? Uh, I ran into her when I was a young little kid. I was 18, 19 years old, okay, and we crossed paths, and she wasn't even Madonna. Then she was in a. She played drums in a band, she said. Right. And she was adorable. We got along great. I loved her mug, and she was full, full of piss and vinegar, and just, just a sexy little woman that nice. you could tell she was ready to go and something was going to happen with her life. Yeah. And I was playing at the time with another band, and one thing led to another. And we crossed paths, and it was good. And I, I never want to say anything disrespectful to women because I have respect for sure. them. But you uh, gave but her, just, you gave her the same chocolate. Let's just say that we crossed paths together, and we left an indelible mark with each other. Nice. <laughs> Guys, thanks for talking to me. I hope oh, everything is good. It was great to I talk appreciate to you. you coming over. Let me ask you one meeting. more quick question. Yes, my friend would kill me if I didn't ask. Yes, sir. Who is the song She Wants More? Who is that about? Uh, you know, all our songs are about everyday experiences that we went through as a band or as individuals that maybe you went through as well. Right, like sure, to, of like course. like to keep the songs vague yeah. and not talk about per- certain persons, you know. Like well, he has a theory the that it's about Liz Fair. Any uh, truth to that? No, it's not about Liz okay. Fair. Okay, all right, uh, there I, you go. But, I, but I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Liz Fair. She's a Chicagoan. Right. Nothing but respect. That first album was a, okay. uh, a classic, and I hope she's doing well. I haven't heard anything from her. I, I guess she's retired. She made a little bit of money, and she's I'm, I'm sure she's having a good life somewhere. All but guess right. what? I'm not stopping. That's right. That's it. Chip Snuff's still luck, out here rocking. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. It's the resin of design. And, and if you want to keep going in this business, guys, you got to play. We're not all built to do this, but the ones that are, do it. That's right. Shit, yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. Thank you, Chip. Thank you, bro. Very well.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 